0: All right. Welcome back to a emergency edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. I guess it's it's another exciting edition. Uh, It's the it's the Cubs podcast because they're busy uh, dismantling whatever was left of their team. And as always, with me is Deadspin's own Sam Fells. Sam, Hello. how are you? Uh,
1: well, I have to quibble with you there because you said, "as always," and I fear that this may be my last appearance on your on the point. Oh, Exercise. come on!
0: Who, aren't you going to want to uh, watch well, talk about Zach Davies <laughs> and Alec Mills?
1: As 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 far as I know, and I, I could be wrong here because you're a weird dude. This podcast is for Cubs fans and people who care about the Cubs. Uh, I will no longer be either one of those. Uh, going I saw, forward,
0: I saw. It looked like you were prepping to burn some. Is that what no, you I just just, just I, don't burn.
1: I don't burn. if I burn something, it's going to turn uh, into a mass uh, mass disaster. Even though I've I've successfully deep fried a turkey five times, um, I was just throwing it out um, because I am finished. And I understand that what I'm about to say is 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 truly silly. But being a sports fan is truly silly. And there's a lot of suspension of disbelief and, and naivete that goes into being a sports fan. I, I understand that. And the more you look at any sport, the more gross it gets. So I, I believe me, I, I know where I work. Um, hmm. But the unspoken idea here is that at the base level, you're a fan. You put in the time, the energy, and the money. And the team is trying to win, however they go about trying to win. Now, people ask me, well, how can I dump the Cubs and still be fans of the Bears and the Hawks? Well, here's the thing. The Bears and the Hawks are just incompetent. Deep down, I believe the McCaskies want to win a Super Bowl. They just don't know how to go about it. I don't think there's anything malicious going on with the McCaskies. They're just weird and dumb. Same thing with the Words family, Rocky Words. I don't think... He, I think deep down, he wants to keep winning Stanley Cups and he's giving his organization the free reign to do what they think is necessary to do that. Now, they have no clue what that means, but in the end, their motivations are good. What we saw today is the exact opposite of that. This trade signals that the Cubs have no interest in getting better in the future. They certainly have no interest in getting better now. And the only thing they exist for at the moment is to it. Tom Ricketts' supposed losses for the past season, which he hasn't proven. And I just don't, frankly, want to be a part of it. And you can't tell me, and everyone is tearing their hair out again over two playoff games in a season that barely counted. This team, if they ran it back exactly as it was last year, wins the NL Central. Probably pretty easily. So how far away, really, are they from being a contender? You can't build a team to win a playoff series. It's not possible. You build a team to win in the regular season, this team was built to win in the regular season. It would have won 90 to 95 games as constructed now, before this trade. It needed two, maybe three moves to be a 95 to 100 win team. That's it. Not even big splashes. And this is what they decided to do. So why, Andy, should I continue
0: to be a part of it? Well, I don't have a good answer for you. Okay. Well, I didn't think because you Because I would. agree. I, I, I lovingly refer to the Ricketts as the garbage family that owns the Cubs, and I refer yep. to the McCaskies as the incompetent family that owns the Bears. So I basically agree with your sentiment. Right. What this shows is that, and it's it's been true of other teams and other sports, and I'm sure it's been true of the Cubs before, but it's one of those instances where it's unassailable, Fans want to win more than the owners do.
1: And I can accept that. And I can also accept, I'm not asking any team I root for to run at a loss. I do not begrudge Tom Ricketts or any sports owner to want his team to make money. That is fine. It is a business. I'm not asking him, I mean, I have asked him to have a $350 million payroll in the past, but I only say that because I think they could still make money with a $350 million payroll. Um, so I understand what the parameters are, but this is beyond, I mean, this is worse than the White Sox white flag trade of 95, was it? Um, for those who were our age, uh, this, um, this is worse than the Jeremy Roenick trade, which caused me to stop watching the Blackhawks for years. Uh, I can't really think of anything any other team has done that is on this level that is not just incompetent. Because I don't I don't know if this actually is incompetent. I think Jed Hoyer found that every GM knew he was over to Jim Henry's barrel yep. and was just going to fleece him. And the only reason Theo left is because Theo draws enough water to say, I'm not going to make a bad trade. Because we know he was pushed to make a bad trade for Chris Bryant last year. He wouldn't do it. So they had Chris Bryant for another year, which obviously didn't work out. Jed Hoyer doesn't draw that water. So he was under specific instructions to do to get the payroll of this or you're fired. And because Jed Hoyer doesn't draw any water, no one's going to care if Jed Hoyer walks out. This is what you get. And, you know, Tom Ricketts is only, well, don't speak conservative and say seven eight months from a full bar- ballpark again. Printing money, joking about how his renovations to the park and neighborhood, which somehow, somehow turned Wrigleyville into a more obnoxious neighborhood than it already <laughs> was, which I didn't think was possible. And he could sit around and joke about, well, that ran $500 million over budget, but hey, what are you going to do? And he gives you this. And uh, it's, it's my, 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 you know, I, I know Tom Riggins is a terrible person. I have known for a while. I know all about the Trump fundraising and the Sinclair and all that. And I, you know, you you ignore that because you keep saying, well, I was here first. (laughs) You know, I was here first. I was a Cubs fan long before this. I can't let a dickweed like this ruin it for me. But this is the this is the base contract. You put up with all that because you think, well, you know, at least he puts a team on the field worth watching. So, what you get out of this is four lottery tickets. The Cubs will do well if two of them make the majors.
0: Well, and in an age where everyone. If they're bad enough, all four will make it whether they deserve it or not. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And in an age where
1: everyone wants to find the next guy throwing harder and velocity is king, here is the dollar store Kyle Hendricks. They didn't even get some fireballer who can't find the plate, which would be a better idea. So, you know, I don't want to waste your time and your fans' times, all six of them, let's see, Uh, by pretending that I'm going to watch the Cubs any more than I watch the Colorado Rockies next summer because that's not going to happen. Well, I'm pretty sure I can get Ryan Dempster
0: to do the podcast with me.
1: Well, yeah, you probably can. As long as there's a camera involved, he'll be there. And I'm not even upset about Len Casper uh, because it's been a pretty n- miserable winter uh, for Cubs fans. Actually, this this day will go down as one of the dumbest days of Chicago sports history because the Hawks announced Kirby Doc will be out five months because they let him play in a tournament for children. Yep. Um, the Bears are embarking on Packer Week, which we all know how it's going to end. And I, <laughs> I honestly can't wait. Um. I think it's, so, it's yeah.
0: technically ill-fated Packer Week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ill-fated Packer Week. Uh, but, but this is what I wanted. I can't criticize. It. This is this is exactly what I wanted. So, yeah. I, I I mean, I don't I don't know how any, even the blogosphere that loves to fap its crank its hog, to prospect rankings and dreaming about what they could get for Chris Bryant, even they, couldn't sell this to themselves.
0: Yeah. Well, they'll by morning. They will, have, by, by morning, they will have. They, they will have. galaxy into something they, if if they not think not is mor- defensible.
1: If not by morning, they'll do it on the first day of spring training when they see one of these kids in some backfield. Yeah. Be like, oh, you should see this guy in uniform. Like, no, I shouldn't. Um. So yeah, I'm. I mean, that's my piece. I'm. I'm it's sad. I mean, as as infuriating as it is, it's sad because the Cubs have spent has meant so much to me over my lifetime. Uh, going to Wrigley, watching baseball on TV and live, and talking about baseball is a huge part of the summer experience here in Chicago. And to go without it will feel really weird. Uh, but that's that's where I'm at, and I don't I don't see how I will get out of it because I can't I can't I just I can't in my mind I can't let this guy win. I can't let him have my fandom back. It's all I have. And if this is how it's going to be treated, then I don't, I don't see the purpose.
0: So, on the on the face of it, okay, you could make an argument that trading a thirty four year old pitcher who's had two serious arm injuries mm-hmm. isn't an indefensible idea. But when it you it would look be at, considered selling high, yes. But when you look at the return, the Teenage boy band that they got back, plus yeah. Zach Davies. It became clear that this wasn't a hey let's let's flip you for some close maybe a couple of close to the big league prospects. Mm-hmm. This was uh, the younger the better because that allows us to sell the illusion that we made a good trade for longer. Mm-hmm. They they can't prove they suck. For like three years,
1: right. So well, they be... haven't actually have they has, has, have any of them played competitive baseball. None of them are over eighteen, right? So they haven't.
0: Well, I mean, they played little league, and I'm sure okay. I'm sure the Cubs have extensive scouting reports from there. Right, sure American American Legion. Experience. Yeah, they got
1: they got Ben Affleck from Goodwill Hunting out there watch with a cigarette, watching all oh, this kids hitting like three thirty this year.
0: And then the other way that the trade is is indefensible is that. You know, if this is a waste, well, we saw an example of it. So the Rays trade Blake Snell a day before, and what they want is live arms in trades that they make. Mm-hmm. Cubs, Cubs didn't get a single one. They only got one pitcher, and the one they get, you know, can't yeah. couldn't break a window.
1: And the, and the and the Rays got a pitcher who can pitch for them next year, yes. maybe not the start, right? But he'll be up midseason, throwing three or four innings out of the bullpen, and, and probably striking everybody out.
0: So I mean, you could. You won't because you won't be paying attention. But those of us who are, you know, the Cubs plan is going to be, hey, we've got Ed Howard and these four, and they're coming. And we're going to sell that forever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's, you know, it's just such tiresome bullshit. In a- well, my, my question to any fan
1: who wants to hang on and believe in that, when these guys get to be 26 or 27, even if they're good, even if Ed Howard's good,
0: what makes you think they're going to pay him then? It'll be time to maybe they'll actually maybe they'll actually execute it and and flip them for uh, inferior prospects.
1: I mean, I on the surface, like if in a vacuum, if yes, a a soon-to-be 35-year-old pitcher who's making a lot of money, two arm injuries, probably never going to have a better season than he did. That you could see it, you could see it, you could see. I didn't like it. I didn't like the idea, even in a vacuum. But I could see it. I'll give you a third thing. That that is infuriating about this trade. It's obvious the Cubs didn't talk to anybody else, right? What, well, I don't know how it went down. In their front office, if Ricketts came down and said, "Make this deal or whatever," but what is obvious is that as soon as the Padres called and said, "What would it take?" That's all they listened to. They didn't get another offer. Yeah, they from were else.
0: Hey, we got a live one. Right. That that I guarantee was they
1: they they must thought they were getting fleecing the Padres. Yeah. Without getting one of their top twenty prospects in perhaps the most loaded farm system in the game. Yeah. So at I, this point, I, I mean, at this point, if you're if you're Anthony Rizzo and Javier Baez and Wilson Contreras, why aren't you calling Jed Hoyer and saying, "Get me the fuck out of here"? Why are you showing up? There's
0: nothing. There's nothing for you here. Yeah. Well, because they can simply all three of those. Well, Wilson can't, but J- Javier and Rizzo can just play another year and then pick where they want to go. They don't have to play it play. out. Yeah. They don't have to get shipped anywhere. They can. They don't have to. They, don't they want. can enjoy one last summer in Chicago, which is you know pretty nice place to be, and then pick right. their own des- destination instead of being flipped somewhere and then play out a final season there. So yeah, well, just, right,
1: but but they also may not think they have a year of their primes to waste. I mean, I you know if I'm like I look at this before this trade, I look at this team and I'm like, you know what? Give me if you were if you were actually man trying to GM this team to win, you need one more starter. Right? I don't I don't want to count on Alec Mills, you know, but one more starter, an arm or two in the bullpen, depending on how your miracle chip pitching lab works, and then you either do something like you stick Michael Brantley in left field you know, or DH, or you find, you know what, you just get a really good center fielder and you catch everything. And that's a really good team. It's a really good team. It's like, it's like, it's a team well worth watching. It just wasn't that far away, you know? I mean, it's, it's the same as the Red Sox last year deciding they just simply don't want to pay the second best player in baseball. So they traded him for a fourth outfielder with an attitude. Uh, So, you know, and, and the Cubs deserve more shit than that for this because at least Alex Verdugo can play in the majors. Uh, We don't know if any of these kids are ever going to play in the majors. Of course, by the time they're old enough, you're right, the Cubs will be so bad they'll have to play. Yep. And they're like, well, i got to restock the farm system. You know what? Draft better. That's how you restock your farm system. Draft, develop better. Like, this isn't isn't basketball. This isn't football where you need a top five pick to, you know, turn your team around. You can get players everywhere in the baseball draft. That's why it's, like, 50 rounds long. There isn't an aspect of this that shouldn't send every Cubs fan into a rage. And the infuriating thing is as soon as they open the doors tomorrow, whenever they open the doors this summer, people are still going to rush in. Yep. They won't care. They'll
0: be in there hugging the troughs. Oh, I missed. Right. It. So
1: and you know it don't you know I don't want to, I don't want people to get the idea that I'm gonna be running out and buying my Southside Hitman White Sox <laughs> hat.
0: I might have had they not had the winner they've had. Um, you can get one of those Larusa .08 jerseys. Those are cool. I mean, if if they knew they were gonna do this, would they still non tender Kyle Schwarber? Like is his nine
1: million dollars that important now that you've gotten rid of the twenty five? Well,
0: you could see how the teams have rushed to sign him. They could probably they can bring him back at less than the nine million. Probably. For why?
1: Right? Everyone tells me, Oh, the offense broke, it's broken, it's Kyle Schwarber's fault. Might not have anything to do with Baez and being terrible, Rizzo being in a slump, Bryant being hurt. That might not be the reason that Offense suck. I don't know. Yep. Call me crazy. I mean, if that's what you expect these players to be going forward, okay, I guess they need major changes.
0: Well, there's all kinds of nonsense. There's the baseball telling the National League teams, I wouldn't plan on there being a DH. Well, we know right. damn well they're going to ram a DH in at the last minute. They just don't want... They don't the, want to pay for one. Right. They don't want DHs to have uh, 15 more teams to market themselves to in the offseason. Mm-hmm. That helps suppress, it helps suppress their salaries. Honestly, and if it wasn't for my job
1: that makes me pay attention to the sport as a whole, I really wouldn't watch baseball because it's become the playground for hedge fund bros trying to figure out how they can do this the cheapest. How can we pay our employees less and make the most money? There's like, I mean, how many, I mean, how many teams are actually trying to win? Dodgers and Padres, no one in the NL Central. Nope. The Mets have a new owner, the Braves. And that might be it. Maybe the Marlins, but hard to tell. Hard to tell.
0: They're hard in that. The, we'd love to win as long as it's cheap.
1: Right. So that's that's one third of the National League is actually trying to win.
0: You know, you hop over the American Okay,
1: the Angels are always trying to win. They just do not go about it. Hard to tell with the Astros. Who knows? Again, always hard to tell with the A's. Well, the you A's, know,
0: the, AQ... the A's try. On the A's and Rays try on a budget, mm-hmm. and they're both actually pretty good at it. Actually, the Rays are both really pretty good at it. it. And,
1: and I will, I, I will give the the A's and Rays some allowance because they they don't draw anybody, right? But at some point, especially the Rays, you know what? Just build your own fucking stadium. Quit looking yep. for every fucking tax break and just grift you can find, and just build one. Because if it's such if it's such an economic guarantee, then you'll profit in the long run. Alright, so in the central White Sox trying to win. The twins kind of. Not really. You know, they haven't addressed all the things they need. No one else in that division. No.
0: The Indians the, the Indians are actively and non and well and transparently doing the how many pieces can we offload and still contend? How right. cheap can we make it? but still be able to sell. And that's and one of the things that allows the Rickets to do this is the fact that nobody else in Central wants to win because all they really want to sell is playoff contention.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's going to be awfully hard, unless you're Pittsburgh, to not be on the fringes of playoff contention the whole season. And why do you need to spend $200 million to do that? And don't cup fans, players, are like, oh, you know, it's, I like the scrappy team. Fuck that! I like, you know what I like? I like really good teams. That's what I like.
1: I like the, I like the team that won 103 games and bashed the shit out of people. Yep. I like the, I like the team that came after that that won 92 games and did the same thing. Team after that that won 95 games with half the roster hurt. I like that team. That's the team I like. And you know what's going to happen here is they will, they will. I mean, it's clear. Ian Hap's already said it. They're going to offer the the players the DH back for expanded playoffs, so they can do bullshit like this. And yeah. the players will probably take it, yeah, even right. though they've already they've, some of them have come out and said, "You know what? This expanded playoffs thing is a scam. It's not good for us." But they'll still take it because they're dumb, and they decided to hire a former player as their union chief instead of an actual yep. lawyer.
0: Yeah, one of one of the dumbest things any sports union has ever done is put right. Tony Clark in charge. The, <laughs>
1: Even the NHL Players Union, which is has to be the biggest collection of <laughs> morons on the face of the earth, was like, hey, let's get Donald Fear in here. Yep. Let's get an actual lawyer to represent us. Yeah, I mean, you know, my job is, is, is to cover baseball, so I will do my job. But, I mean, this is... It is by far the hardest sport to really get into now because of all this. And honestly, I never thought I'd say this. What baseball needs is a salary cap. Because with a salary cap there's a salary floor. And you're not gonna get teams to behave in any different way unless you absolutely mandate you gotta spend one hundred and fifty million dollars on your payroll. Yep. Even if you even like if you have to do what they do in hockey, and I guess they do this in basketball to an extent as well, where you have these bad teams will just take on like contracts of players who are never going to play. It at least facilitates movement. It facilitates payroll room for the big teams who want to win. You know, it opens up spaces. So that's fine. I don't care about that. And it's anathema to the baseball players. They, you know, they're the only league that is successful. But what they got was a luxury tax. that's become a salary cap anyway.
0: So they might as well just go through and say, okay, we'll give you the salary cap, but you got to have a salary floor, too. Right. All the luxury tax did was it gave owners an excuse to stop spending at a certain level. Right. They didn't use it to – it wasn't the uh, rising tide that lift all boats. It's, oh, sorry. I'd love to – it gave them an excuse to hide behind, which is, oh, we'd love to spend that. But, but we might – in two years, we might lose a draft pick. We can't right. possibly do that.
1: We lose our revenue sharing. No. And uh, and there, and there's no one to stop it. There's no commissioner to step in, and be like, "This is this is going to be bad for our sport."
0: No, because, because I mean, in all sports, the commissioner works for the owners, but in baseball, it's it's particularly. I mean, because- hell, for how long? The interim commissioner for life, Bud Selig, was a fucking owner. Was a, Was an owner. And then when he wasn't he, an owner, I don't own the team anymore. No, your daughter does. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> but we know who owns the Brewers, and it's still you.
1: It's still Shut you. Up. I mean, you feel like Adam Silver would recognize something like this and be like, we can't, yep. we got to figure something else out. This is bad. I don't know if any of the other commissioners would. Batman certainly would Roger Goodell wouldn't even know what was going on. <laughs> so... You know, I mean, and the only reason Adam Silver has that kind of vision and powers because he worked for David Stern, who, right. you know, was probably the best to do it. Yeah, it took Goodell what um,
0: twelve years to finally cobble together enough other owner allies that he could finally say no to something Jerry Jones wanted because he was always right. he was always on the verge <laughs> of being fired by Jerry, and now he finally has <laughs> enough other guys to tell Jerry to shut up.
1: Right. So, I mean, I. It's it's just obscene. I mean, I, I until he actually shows me the, the, the books, I will never believe Tom Ricketts has lost any money on any of this. And it's not even about making money. Like, these guys, they just they get addicted to making that amount of money. And when it's not that amount of money, whatever it was for the Cubs, God knows what. Yeah,
0: I mean, this idea that Cap tweeted out that uh, the Cubs have a billion dollars in losses on their balance sheet. It's like, well, sure a- hey, a, that's bullshit, and B, right. if, if owning a team Unwise. was such a financial burden...
1: Why does just, everyone want to do
0: it? Right, just sell it then, for a handsome profit. You bought them for, the what, $800 million? You could sell it for $2 billion to somebody. At the, least. The reason two they, they don't the sell row. it is because they could squeeze fucking revenue out of everything. This is
1: There's big. a difference. See, what people like Cap don't realize is that there's a difference between... Losing a billion dollars and losing out on the chance to make a billion dollars. Yes. Like, what were the Cubs' expenditures last year? Really, thirty-seven percent of their payroll, which is what nine eighty million dollars. You know,
0: I man, something like that.
1: And and then their TV network cancels that out right there. Even as poorly run as that thing
0: yeah. is. Yeah, and that TV network benefited greatly from uh, there being a shorter season right <laughs> because it, they so, didn't, they didn't have to make nearly as much money as they would have had to over hundred and sixty two games to help cover their percentage of whatever, it was. so it's all bullshit and i don't I don't know why anyone
1: buys it, and I would like to think that baseball is headed for some sort of reckoning, but based on the t v deal they just signed with t b s it sure doesn't seem like it no um. The only way that's going to go sour on them is if the ratings are just so in the toilet that TBS and ESPN start barking, uh, or more RSNs aren't picked up because people are like, "I just don't want to pay for it." Well, I don't see it happening anytime soon.
0: Well, the, but the bar, especially the reason that they can get away with this, and they're gonna, they, I'm sure, although they're the most PR unsavvy people in the world, which amazingly they, right, they are so bad, be- they could hire the best people to do it for them. Yeah, instead they hire uh, Dennis Carlton, which is the opposite. <laughs> which is <laughs> the, the opposite yes. of that. Um, you know, they can weather that. A lot of people will be pissed off for, for over this, and then in a couple of weeks, most of them will have let it wash off. The other, I guarantee you, the other shoe that drops here in a few days, or maybe, yeah, maybe I give them, I give them a couple of weeks, is the hey, we brought John Lester back. Remember him? You like mm-hmm. him? Right. Because, they're already, sucks. because they're already paying him $10 million to not pitch for them. So they throw a few million more on. He wants to come back. And that they. And then some people are like, well, yeah, I'm going to miss you, but John's back. It's like, well, yeah, I like John too right. when, when he was good. Um, and he's not now. But well, then I, this, like, I mean, I love, we
1: appreciate John Lester for all he does. He's bad now. Yeah. And really,
0: I don't want to see him be bad for the Cubs. No. I want to see him be bad for someone else. But then there's the the reason they can get away with it is... The rest of the Central is quickly trying to divest themselves of expensive players. Mm -hmm. And if they win, if they're on pace to win 80 games, of course, I don't know how long the season's going to be, but, you know, 500 or better, they're going to be able to pretend they're in playoff contention until almost the very end of the season. And there will be enough people who buy it. They're like, oh, well, you know, all you got to do is get in and get hot. Well, not with this bunch, you can't. Maybe the team you had last year, you could have. Are they a 500 team
1: Is currently constructed? I mean, no. I'm not even sure. They have one pitcher. One. Well, they keep telling me... They, they keep bring, bring Ryan. Keep to, telling me... What if they bring Ryan oh, to back? He
0: got an MVP vote.
1: MVP vote. So, you know, I mean, you could tell me Adbert is... Everyone keeps telling me Adbert's going to be... Well, Adbert's going to be in the rotation.
0: He's never thrown 80 innings. No, and they fucked up their chance last summer to put him in a position where he could build up, you right. know, At least because even you know, and wh- the season was so short last year. I don't know what I don't know what they did in South Bend. They played some kind of grab ass every day. But <laughs> that's what everyone does in South Bend. There's no way he built himself up where he could make what three months worth of starts before oh. he hits the. uh Oh, my arm is tired, and I think I've right. heard it. So they didn't handle that right last year either.
1: I mean, and, and this, like he's going to somehow miraculously throw 150 innings this year?
0: Right. He no can't. way. No, he's not, he's no not built up for it.
1: They're even wondering if veteran pitchers can throw 170, right. 180, because they missed out on all that last year. Like they don't, like no one knows if even like Max Scherzer can go from 230 innings to throwing, what did he throw last year?
0: 70? Yep. To back up the two hundred, no one knows. Well, so last year, with the they had spring training and then they stopped and then they had another quick summer camp right. and then and they had the most pitching injuries that they'd you know that they'd had whatever the rate was that they'd ever had. It's going to be worse this year. Yeah, it's not Even going to get better. It's going to get more of the effects will be shown this year than last year because now they're back to trying to hump it up for an entire season. So, and maybe that's that's another reason why you could, if you thought the Cubs were simply being cold blooded, and this is you is is more valuable right now than he'll ever be again. Let's let's yep. trade him, Ca- cash in. You could. You, that's another thing you could add to it. Is here's a guy with a, you know, with a weird arm. It's when it, when he's <laughs> when it's healthy, he's awesome. But he, you know, he he's had injury problems. But that we we all know that's not why they did it. No, and even if there was, is, even if that was their, if that was their motivation, then they executed it pathetically. But it wasn't their motivation right.
1: at all. It's so naked. It's so naked what this is, and like, it's not even. Hey, let's cut payroll here so we can reallocate mm-hmm. even some of it around the roster. Oh, they're reallocating like, hey, it. They're
0: reallocating it right in the in the right, the right, in the right back pant pocket of.
1: Like, let's take the twenty-five million we've saved here. Twenty-five million a year, right?
0: And let's spend yep. well, almost nine million dollars.
1: Let's ten and let's well, okay. Let's spend ten of it on Michael Brantley, or fifteen of it on this guy, and seven of it on this guy, and we're still saving a little money. You know, let's spread it around. Let's try and make our roster deeper. It's not that it's so naked what this is, but you're right. Even if even if they think this is a baseball trade somehow, then then they're even. Then not only is it bad, it's moronic. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if Jed Hoyer honestly thinks he did well here, not like as well as I could do given what I've been handed, but like just generally well, hey, this is a good trade. I've set my team up. Then he needs to be put on the ice float (laughs) with Ricketts and Stan Bowman and George McCaffrey, all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and like we don't, I mean, Jed Hoyer was a GM on his own for what a year in San Diego, maybe. Like it wasn't very
0: long. Well, and we have no idea. But, what, what but he Sam, is. he also was co-GM of the Red Sox for a month. So there's that. Right. When Theo so put that. on the monkey suit and ran off. So, right. So he very well might be a moron. He could be. He seems like a nice moron. And but there are like good, there yeah. are nice morons. Yeah, so I picture, hopefully, what didn't happen was when he when he hung up the phone from A.J. Preller, he didn't do the Jonah Hill, like, weird reverse fist pump from Moneyball. Instead, he just slammed his head into the desk as hard as he could. Like, fuck, well, that's the best I could do, given the circumstances. But he
1: doesn't even know if it's the best he could do, because he didn't shop you around. Like, I know you've been out there, but, like... Padres called said we want this and that's the only thing he, I mean there was no
0: yeah, let's see were, if we can find cuz there were like there was there were 17 there was one room, teams he they could trade him to without so that's you know it's not it wasn't one it wasn't just the Padres that they could trade him without his permission right there was one rumor that the Sox
1: called and it wasn't much of a return but they were also going to take Hayward's contract off as well which has its appeal but then they decided to trade for Lance Lynn because that's what drunk old Tony wants. Because yeah. he's a dirt dog. Right. The fat guy who so, only throws
0: fastballs. Right. That's How uh, could that possibly go wrong?
1: How could that possibly go wrong in one of the best home run parks in, in the game?
0: I got three different fastballs. I got one that I throw at the letters. <laughs> I got one I throw at the waist. And I got one I throw at the knees. Which one do you want? Um,
1: so... Yeah, I mean, we know nothing of Jed Hoyer. I mean, we wanna, I mean, I don't want to sit here and say he's a moron. We don't know. But, like, no. it's curious because we know – look, we know Theo le- – I mean, maybe we won't know until he writes his book. But Theo left because he's like, I'm not doing this shit. If everything's going to be about getting people for when I'm not here anymore, then I'm just not going to be here anymore. I don't want to do this shit. I didn't want to no. do it last winter.
0: I didn't do it. And I'm not going to do it this winter, so I'm out of here. Right. There's leave it. Theo either left because – if you want to look at, it, he, he was either benevolent and he went, you know what? We're going to have to strip this down. Jed, you're going to end up with the jet. You might as well be the one who makes the trades, right? You know, or more likely, he went, "Fuck it, I don't want to do this. You do it, right?" Which is what I think happened. But, well, why? But why is Jed Hoyer leaping at the chance to do it? Because he's going to be Jed, he's going to be Jed well Hoyer could compensated have, to do it.
1: He could be he'd be well compensated to be the Mets GM too, with none of this.
0: Well, but see, there's a well gear. compensated. But, see, there's a guarantee he gets the Cub job. There's always a chance they hire somebody else. It's This was right. a, here's here's your contract. Do you want it? And he's like, well, I'm not saying no to that. So he didn't. Uh, I mean, yeah, okay. Probably would have been more compensated to be the Phillies' GM, too.
1: I mean, there were jobs out there if he knew how to play the game, which we don't know if he does or not. Yeah. So you well, can have gets, this one. And
0: he gets the Theo reference. So that carries an awful lot of weight. So yes, he should have been able to pick. I don't know. maybe, I mean, maybe, he, didn't pick a maybe pick. he goes down in the pitch lab and he gets all gooey and like, oh, we figured it out. Maybe, maybe he didn't pick up that best job because Theo's going to go take that one. Yeah, that's right. In a year's time. Uh, yeah, Jenny. If you want that, if you want that job for a year, you can have it. <laughs> you can have it, but then I'm hiring <laughs> Theo, and you're fucked. And you're back to managing the. Uh, parking lot, or whatever it is that you did with the Cubs. It's funny, there was one one guy on Twitter who was all upset that the reason that's trade wasn't better is because the Cubs haven't hired a GM yet. It's like, buddy, do you know what GMs do now? No, because yeah, nobody is, knows what they do now. This the, this p- the president is the GM. That's
1: how it works right, this, now. This is the conversation I had on my other podcast last week when the Hawks were making these delineations. I don't know what the difference between your president of baseball operations and your GM is what I can gather is that the president of baseball operations now is what we thought of as the GM when we were younger. Yeah. It's and your GM just fills out the paperwork. The GM is like, the
0: old assistant GM is now the right. GM. He,
1: he makes the calls yeah. like, like, CO's the like, like get,
0: you know, get
1: AJ Preller on the phone. Like yep. he makes the calls now. And then he brings what was offered so he, he does the daily tasks of filling out the, you know, the forms and going down and doing whatever needs to be done in the clubhouse with the manager.
0: But that's it. Well, it's it's title inflation. And it happened from the the unwritten rules of baseball, where if you want to hire my GM to be your GM, I'm not going to let you do it. But if you give right. him a promotion, then you can have him. So GMs aren't GMs anymore. For a while, they were vice operations. presidents. Now, they're president of baseball operations. And that's the only thing that's changed is the salary and the title. But the duties are the same. Oh, and the same. So, if you're the GM of a major league baseball team now, it's like it's like how everybody at the bank is a vice president except for the tellers. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody everybody in a front office is, is some sort of general manager except for the president of baseball operations. So. Yeah. I
1: mean, it's just... It's just a. It's just a. It's a sad day because it didn't. And I like I. I understand that like teams you come to love like a, a certain era of a team they no longer get to play together until they go out on their shields. And that's not even like the proper way to run it. I'm not saying right. that Rizzo and Bryant and Darvish isn't even really a part of it, but like Rizzo and Bryant and and Baez and Wilson and Schwarber should be allowed to just run it back until they're thirty six years old. Of course not.
0: No, I mean it was it's supposed to be uh, it's supposed to be like Willie Mays falling down in center field or 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 Mickey finally um, not being able to stay sober enough for even the first at bat. That's what it's supposed to come to. It's not supposed to you're not supposed to just get shipped off to San Diego in the middle of the night. Right. Like not but like none of these guys except for Rizzo are even
1: thirty. Right. Like they 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 are owed a few more seasons to see if they can't figure it out. I mean, what if the fucking nationals before last year have been like, well, shit, we've never won a playoff series. I guess something is fundamentally wrong. Let's trade fucking Strasburg yep. and cash in and, 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 and we'll get a bunch of lottery tickets for 2023. Like, I mean, I understand that the Dodgers are this unholy monster which is why the Padres are doing this because they have to compete with the pot, the Dodgers over 162 games. Yep. They're not doing this for about an NLCS against the Dodgers. You can't build a team to say okay, now we're ready for a seven-game series because seven-game series in baseball are fucking weird. Like you can't do that. The Cubs don't have to compete with the Dodgers for 162 games. Like well, they, it's, they don't it's, right. It's they only have to compete with their division, basically, which they should walk over. And then, like, you find a way, you figure out a way to pare down or use your roster in a seven game series that you would never use it in the regular season. And you do your best. Like, that's what the Nationals did. Like, the Nationals over 162 games weren't even in the same stratosphere as the, as the oh, Dodgers. They were, 18, they said,
0: okay. They started 18 and 31. And then they did it again fun, last year, and they were fucked because they're only 60 games.
1: They were over over five games. Like, hey, you know what? It's five games. We can throw our three best pitchers 65% of the innings here. And all of a sudden, we go from a 90-91 win team because we're always using these guys. Well, with these guys throwing 65% of the innings, we're actually like a 108-win team. Yep. So that's what you do. And I don't know how the Cubs could have reshaved the roster. I don't know that you or Hendricks or pitcher to be named actually are built to throw that much in a series against the Dodgers or how you'd rejigger it. But like, that's what playoff baseball is. You can't build your team like that. Yeah.
0: Well, the idea isn't, Oh, look, we only have, we have two really good starting pitchers. The idea is not well, we've only got two. We might as well get rid of one. It's you find a third, you find a third, that's what you're supposed to do instead of this. And then it, it's very enlightening as to how badly the Rickets really want to win. The central should be the greatest gift to a major market team Ever. You're the only it's one in the walk. division. You're going, <laughs> right. to, you're going to win the division so you can spend all your time. The, the Winning the division is a given. And it's, what do we need to do so that we can beat the Dodgers or the Braves or the Nationals in the playoffs? And you, know have, you, have, and you have all season to get ready for that. Instead, they're like, well, shit, we can contend without having to have a really good team because our division's mediocre. So let's just be mediocre. That'll and be there's going
1: to be 16 yeah. playoff spots or whatever. Yeah.
0: I mean I mean I know what the Braves record is and I know they went to game 7
1: against the Dodgers. I'm I'm not buying the Braves as some fucking juggernaut. I'm just not doing
0: it. No, that makes let's uh, see that I agree and that makes it even less defensible what the Cubs are doing. Right. Because if you take the Braves out of the equation, that's one less really good team in the National League that you even have to worry about. So instead of you know, and then we we heard all this shit from Tom Ricketts about how well, you know, we're going to get in a position where we never have to rebuild again. And three years later, they're actively rebuilding again. Because newsflash, it's cheaper to do it that way. Yeah, I mean, like, you rebuild when the team you had has just passed the sell-by date. It's not passed the sell-by date. right? Not when your best players are literally in the middle of their primes. That's That's not rebuild time. That's not rebuild time. That's augment time.
1: And yes, part of sustaining this kind of thing is knowing exactly when to move one piece for two or three pieces to extend out. I hate the term window, but that's what it is. I mean, that is that is part of it. It's yep. absolutely part of it. And if you—if they said, you know what, we're going to make a baseball trade with you, Darvish. We, we, we're going to sell high. And yeah, we're, we're going to get some younger players. Some of them might not be here this year, but we could get one or two that will be. Yep. I wouldn't have liked it. I'd probably still be fucking pissed off today. But I would get it. I I would get it. Like I'm like you know you gotta you, you gotta be careful with that. But it is kind of how you do it. If you know the 2003 Red Sox trading Nomar Garcia Para. Yep. Um. You know, and if, if I could, if I could, if I could do it, I, I go through you know all the teams that have done something like that. Like okay, we're gonna we're gonna choose one or two guys every couple of years, and say we're gonna move them along. Like hey, like even if, even if in two years, you're like you know what we've got this Miguel Amaya. We can move Contreras to help us other places because this guy's ready. You know, this guy can take over and, and do it for longer and as well or close to it. And we can get better elsewhere if we do this.
0: It's like that. The, it's like the Yankees trading a Roldis Chapman for Glaber Torres.
1: And then getting a Roldus Chapman back anyway. And getting a
0: right back, which, they, which was their plan all along.
1: Right. I mean, the Yankees were bad that year. They were bad in 2016. Right,
0: but they did that with the intention that we're not going to be fucking bad next year. Right. Not, well, let's embark on a five-year voyage back to respectability. <laughs> right. They it said. shouldn't
1: have to be that way. Like, I mean, if if you say, like, okay, we might have to take one season back up. Again, I don't like it, but if you do it right, you can sell that pretty easily. But this team didn't even have to back up for a year. You can do this in a way. This isn't... This isn't how it had to be. It just is because they want it that way. And I frankly don't understand anyone who's still going to flock to Wrigley and wear their Cubs blue and think it's all going to be okay. Because it's not.
0: It's just not. I mean, so they they traded you to save $59 million. But they over, didn't save how many seasons? Two. Two. Two seasons? Right. But they didn't okay. even save it because they are sending an indetermined – Amount of money to the Padres. Apparently, oh, that, apparently that was for the benefit of getting the 11th, 13th, 15th, and 16th best prospects in their system. None of whom can drink. Who? What were? The, what was the hall going to be without the cash? Uh, I thought the I thought the cash
1: part was debunked like an hour ago.
0: Well, that could be because uh, Bob Nightingale is the one who reported. That.
1: Right. I think that part of it. But that doesn't even matter. Mm-mm. Like it doesn't matter. Like. I, I don't want to hear about the Cubs saving money.
0: No, I was saying I that if you thought the Hall was... If they really were sending money, and you thought the Hall was light in the first place, think about what the Hall was going to be without the cash. It was going to be even less. But I guess if it wasn't... There was, was, no, was, hall. There was no Hall
1: that didn't include Mackenzie Gore that yeah, I would have found acceptable. Right. And that's
0: why I didn't... I, I, one of the other things I he, don't understand with these... I don't understand what these deals is the is the quantity over quality thing. One of the one of the few really good or, or a trade that happened at a deadline that I was really liked was when the Mets traded Carlos Beltran to the Giants for Zach Wheeler. That was it. It was a one for right. one. You guys need you guys need the veteran bat for your World Series run. Give us your best pitching prospect. We're not gonna. You don't right. need to give us your fourth best project prospect and your twelfth and your eighteenth. Don't mix and match. Give us this yeah. guy. That's the guy we want. And of course end up getting hurt a lot, but still, on the face of it, still really good. It's a much better good. idea than. But it's it's risk aversion. It's oh god! Right. What if we trade him for one guy and the guy turns out to be shit? Let's get four. Then we got four chances. Yeah, you have four right. far lesser chances.
1: You have four chances, most likely to be okay. I mean, you have no no one has any idea what a seventeen or eighteen year old kid's gonna be. Anyone who says they do is fucking lying. Oh. The, a draft in any sport is a crapshoot,
0: and none of these kids are beyond a draft. Right. Well, they've got like, two chances at the next Mike Caruso. So there's that. Great. How'd that work out for everybody? Yep.
1: I mean, it's just, it's disgusting on every level. And, 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 and I don't want to, I mean, the Cubs are certainly not the only team that operates this way. Nope. Um, but to act like a small market team in benefit of the San Diego fucking Padres yeah. is just, it's, it's unforgivable. I mean that's that's the only word I could. I, it's unforgivable, and I'm not going to forgive it. So, and the problem is the Ricketts are never going to get rid of this team. Like I no. can't be a fan of this team as long as they own it. And so that's I'm signing on for a lifetime subscription there.
0: Yeah. We we have to pray that the at some point we find the SEC and the FBI raiding Gallagher Way, and them all right. being hauled away and it being sold in bankruptcy court. Because otherwise, oh, well,
1: yeah. well, the only thing you have to pray for is Tom Ricketts coming into my bar. <laughs> Because maybe I could scare the shit out of him so much, if I can get through his team of security, which he doesn't think he needs because he's a man of the people.
0: Well, clearly, when they bought the team, they didn't real. No one bothered to tell them that you know good baseball teams are expensive. Because yeah. he doesn't know anything about baseball. Didn't realize that. Oh come on! He met his wife in the bleachers.
1: Yeah, sure he did. He met his wife in some econ class. I love but They were that. both probably failing. That it's that's um, the
0: most. The most unconvincing, supposedly charming anecdote, maybe in Chicago right. sports history.
1: It's not even that. No one, I mean, okay, no one told them that by the time they got around to having their own network, it wouldn't be profitable anymore. Yep. No one would want it. That they missed the window on getting their Dodgers-like deal. Yeah,
0: and if they, they missed, wanted it, they missed the window because the guy that they had in charge of putting it together. Had signed such terrible deals when he had the job with the old team, right. With the old regime, that they had to sit and wait until the economics of sports TV went in a shitter before they finally were able to go out on their own. And had they yeah, had any it, savvy, they would have looked and said, "This doesn't make any sense. We're better off. Work. We're better off where we, we were." If or they
1: they would have, if they knew what they were doing, they would have gotten the crack. Team of lawyers, yes, to find a way to buy themselves right. out of the Comcast contract. Yeah. You know what? Let's just take the plunge and spend the hundreds of millions of dollars to get out of this contract yep. and set up our own network
0: tomorrow. Yeah, because I mean, Jerry Reinsdorf's teams own half that network. Jerry likes cash. That would not have been a right. difficult. That would not have been a difficult negotiation. There's
1: always a way out of these things if you want it bad enough. And they didn't do it. I mean there's just, I mean I, I think this gets into a larger discussion, and I, I don't want to get into that too deeply, but one of the main problems of this country is that a lot of people have this perception that you are no no, no most rich people are just as stupid as we are, <laughs> if not dumber. Yeah. And it starts with this family. We've seen the emails. We know we know they're petty and, and, and dumb and paranoid. And they have no idea what they're doing. And this is what happens. And they have to make a certain level of money to prove to dad that it was a good investment. I don't know I don't know what the actual deal is. That their profits have to be so large that they have to inflict this upon this fan base. But they I mean they told you, like they, they told you in those emails and no one seemed to care. We could do anything to this fan base yeah. and it doesn't matter. Right. And the only reason they went after Theo is because the fan base actually reacted to that 2010 team that was so bad by not going. Yes,
0: they all of a sudden they they had sold pops on the idea that you didn't they didn't have to win to sell out, and then they weren't winning right. and they weren't selling. Selling, they weren't selling. There were ten thousand people there. It was like when you and I were growing up,
1: and uh, and then that's what spurred them to this, but. I don't think they'll cycle back to that. I think that the shine from 2016 is still there a little bit. They still there's still some of those faces around. Anthony Rizzo is still around. Javier Baez is still around. Contreras is still around. They could sell that to the rubes from the bus, the bus, the bus rubes from Iowa and downstate. And uh, you know, I mean, they won't draw. I would guess they won't draw quite as well as they have in the past. But they'll
0: still draw. Especially because people will be so excited to be yes. outside again. Well, everybody's going to get a COVID bump this season, right? It's going to be people like, "Hey, we can we can go to the ballpark again." Who gives a shit? We we're going, right? So, um, it, it won't be an accurate. What the one thing and the other thing? With yeah, the, I mean, I don't, With their TV model, is that um, advertising plays such a small role in the income. Most of it comes from carriage fees. That ratings don't really matter. No. So which is But they I mean, might not get the carriage
1: fees. Yeah, I mean
0: you could get I don't know so. how and we don't know how long any of the deals are for. But all you need is like Comcast to go, you know what? We don't want to carry this. And then they're fucked again. And Comcast had them over a barrel anyway, so Comcast probably has such a sweet deal that they you know, they won't even entertain getting out of it. But Right. Yeah. I mean it's it's just been a constant mismanagement of yeah, everything. For but I mean, it's, it went while. from it went
1: from incompetence to it was just incompetent, and it was buffeted by the fact that they, their front office pretty much knew what it was doing. I'm not here to tell you that that Theo was perfect. You know, he he had his blind spots, but it was well run. I mean, they were still for the most part well run, so that the the idiocy on the business side and the ownership level was somewhat blanketed. Well, now
0: there's no, you know, now the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. Well, one of the big things they're going to miss without Theo is when when the other side of the team fucked shit up, when they either had embarrassing emails or other kinds of incidents, he was the kind of calming, intelligent presence they could put in front of the media to help polish the turd. Right. Because you knew he meant what he said, but he's gone. Now what yeah. is it? I mean, that's not Jed's role. Does Tom you have to pop up in front of the camera like a mole coming out of a hole? It will. That no, will, not, a, a, it a, will not. He's work. He's a coward.
1: He's a coward. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be in front of any camera anytime yeah. soon. At least he put, might get a hand. He might do a picked interview with Kaplan because he knows Kaplan. Ain't gonna oh, it'll ask be. Him it'll shit. be. It'll
0: be Bruce. It'll be. Uh, oh, Bruce. There's Bruce another the one. That's that's who gets to talk to him because they right. employ him. So, or Taylor, she can talk to him. Right, she can ask him about
1: Denver. Yeah. Hey, have you ever been to Denver? <laughs> Do You you'd really like Denver, don't you think? How
0: come our this stadium doesn't have a row of purple seats a mile up?
1: Well, because it's, <laughs> that's
0: 5,000 feet above the stadium. But that's fine, Taylor. That's, that's
1: good. <laughs> that's fine, Taylor. You're doing a great job. <laughs>
0: Congratulations. Are we still paying you in uh, Chico's coupons? Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: And you can have all your games announced by Chris Myers. Yeah, that's the so. Uh, uh, I, you, let me ask you that we don't, we haven't done this podcast since Len made his announcement. No, we haven't done it
0: since they crapped out the playoffs. Stormer.
1: We haven't done it since they crapped out of the playoffs. Would it have been totally ridiculous when Len made it clear that he wanted to do radio to go to Pat Hughes and say, "Hey, Pat, would you like to do TV for a year or two? Because Len would really like to do radio."
0: No, the pay is more. Been ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and. Pat would certainly respond to the less – I don't know if Pat wants to do TV, but I know the less strenuous schedule would have appealed to him. Yep. Because if you're the TV guy, you occasionally get the Saturday off, you get the Sunday off, you can take you know a day here or there. Maybe you get a, the Wednesday, right? Isn't the Wednesday a national thing? So you can occasionally get that off. There's a less strenuous schedule to it because he's always got to take that inning off and then they have some boob. You know, whatever
0: boob of the year yep. it is, kind of do the in Screaming buffoon from the second row, doing screaming buffoon,
1: <laughs> right. So if he, if the Cubs are just going, like Pat, would you have any interest in doing TV? Because it's really Len's dream to do radio, and we'd like to keep him in the family.
0: And you can even tell Pat he can still describe the uniforms. Right. It's fine. Go ahead. Can, talk talk about what color can, their trousers are. We don't can care. Do That's his, fine.
1: He can do his radio broadcast. Just do it on TV. I mean, the job is different. I'm not. I'm not trying to sit here and say the job isn't different, but it's not that different. No. And then you, then you at least have you'd still be like, look, we know we everyone loves light on TV, but this is what he really wants, and everyone loves Pat, and we get to keep everybody. We're just switching around. We're switching some chairs. Like it wouldn't have Now maybe Pat Hughes has no interest in giving up his radio gig. Has no interest in doing TV, and it would have been pointless to ask. Well, I find that hard to believe.
0: Pat's done TV and other sports. Yeah, he's done He's done lots of basketball. Right. And it might so, even be flattering to him. Right. You know,
1: hey. Like, hey, what if we just swap seats for years so Len can do this? You guys are
0: friends. Well, and then there's also the idea that Pat is 65 years old with a bad throat. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I mean, I know that most most play-by-play announcers die on the job. <laughs> right. In their 80s. But, well, um, I, there's no and they're drunk. Right, <laughs> like, so right. They're Pat's, that's, drunk. Pat's handicap is that he doesn't get bombed on the air. <laughs> right. So he'll actually live. Maybe if they told him that'll lubricate his uh, vocal. Right. Chords. Like, you know, Pat, you can still take a dump for the whole fifth inning. That's fine. We know you'd like to do that. Um, But yeah, you could have, there could have also been kind of a wink wink. Um, right. You nudge, could have done. <laughs> but it was pretty clear that while Len wanted to get the fuck out of there, the Marquee guys didn't care. Like, no. he called them and said, hey, I'd like to do this. And they're like, okay. It's yeah, it sure made I, him feel I, great. It's just like, I, I, just, I, just, uh, I just canceled DirecTV after 22 years. I called in, and uh, I said, I'd like to cancel. And normally they send you off to, uh, you know, some loyalty person who throws a bunch of programming at you. They went, okay. Okay. Oh, all right, right, thanks. And then they shut it off the next day. It was gone. I'm like, well, fuck, that was efficient. You know the Cubs clear, did basically the same thing to Len. Oh, you want to go? Oh, right. well, that's too bad. Uh get ready for Ryan Dempster and Jim Deschays for one season and then Ryan Dempster solo for the next decade. That'll be great.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> just just unbelievable. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know if it would have worked, but it was certainly worth finding out. Well, it's clear they didn't they didn't do anything to try to keep him. No. They didn't. And I don't know that I, the bunch that runs Marquis has enough brains to sit down and even talk it through for twenty minutes. I like think they just went, "Oh, he wants to go." Well, fine. If he doesn't want to be here, he can go. You know, they seem they like those and, kinds of people. Now we now we get to put our stamp on it. Yes. We get to hire now our. Guy. We were stuck with him, and they're already actively trying to shove Duches out. I mean, you can, right? You could feel that through the TV. So, yeah. Well, my whole take on it was, I believe Money says that. Um, you know, nothing happened at Marquee that actively forced him out. But I also believe that I, I just don't think that's even after just one weird COVID season, that that's a good place. I think it it put him yeah. in a headspace where he's like, you know what? If I wasn't here, it wouldn't be that big a deal. Maybe I'll find something else. Right. I don't think don't he. I don't think he went running from the booth on the last day of the season going, "Fuck this! I never want to come back." But I also don't right. think he left it thinking. I can't wait to come back and do the entire spring training again next year. That's going to be great. I think it was like, eh, fuck it. If something better comes along, I'm going. Where I think two or three years ago, I don't think that thought ever crosses his mind. No, there's no way. He
1: He had the best job in baseball. I mean, the guy
0: I feel sorry for in all this is Kyle Schwarber. Because where else is he going to find a team where after batting practice he can wander through the wall and go sit on a fire truck for twenty minutes and play. <laughs> it is sort of curious that he's still out there.
1: Um, I wouldn't.
0: I, I'm not ready to close the book on Kyle Schwarber yet. I I think they were both sincere that they could work out a a deal at less than his nine million dollars. I think the. Uh, Kyle and his agent's idea of how much less is far different than Jed's idea, but if the market not, doesn't heat not up, Jed's, not Jed's idea, right. Jed's limit. Yes. Tom whispering sweet nothings in his ear as to what he could offer him. That right. May, that, that, that that number may plummet into their price range.
1: Yeah, I mean they're just he sort of has to wait till like Nelson Cruz signs yeah. somewhere. I mean that's a
0: Kyle's one of those guys that spring training will start and he won't have a job. I mean, over the last few off-seasons have shown that. there's kind of players in that pretty good, but not a guy you can completely bank on. In In previous off-seasons, like 10 years ago, they get snapped up It probably at the winter meetings. Mm-hmm. Now it's pitchers and catchers report, you don't have a job. Position players report, you don't have a job yet. And then, hey, somebody called, and you end up with a job. <laughs> So he's going to know when for a spring while. training. We, we don't even know
1: when spring training is.
0: Well, I can tell you when it's not going to be. It's, it's not going to be mid-February. No. I <laughs> okay. opening day is not going to be March whatever. I mean April 1, um, I
1: believe, but yeah, it's not going to be that I mean, either. The
0: owners are going to want to the owners aren't going to want to have a game until they can have fans at in least, the stands.
1: At least 25% of the fans yeah. in the stands.
0: And the players are going to obviously want to start right away because they're like, well, or they could say, well, that's fine. You could pay us 162 games worth of money for a 125-game season. That's fine. And the owners aren't going to go for that. So we're going to be right back to the pissing match that we had last all last summer. Um, which is fine. It's it's mostly theater. Because both both sides have too much money tied up in it to do anything other than rattle their sabers at each other and then sign something. Right, the but the,
1: the difference this, this time is that and I don't know how much of a difference it makes, but I know it makes a difference is that there won't be an empty calendar while they have this fight. They're gonna Like last yeah. year, they had this fight. There was nothing else going on, so people were like, well, we kind of pay attention because we want baseball just because we want something to watch. Yep. They're going to have this fight, and likely, who knows, but likely the NBA and the NHL are gonna going to be going. Hell, they might even get into their playoffs in May by the time they figure this out. Yep. So baseball can have this fight. And they'll just be having – no one's going to pay attention.
0: Well, and the other thing is if – you know, they had the luxury of starting up in late July when the NFL was gearing up, but there were no preseason games. There was nothing. Right. And so baseball got NBA. more attention at a time of the season when they, when they had lost attention in previous years.
1: Right. Because the, the only NBA show Ag- in town. The NBA and NHL were only kick, starting to kick into gear. Their playoffs hadn't even really started. Yep. They're doing the preliminary shit. So they were kinda getting of a game in town and then by the time baseball's playoffs rolled around, there was no hockey, there was no basketball. It was just them in the middle of the week along with the NFL. Yeah. Which is on Sundays. Well,
0: the NFL managing to somehow play a game every day of the week. Right. <laughs> right. With some of those COVID reschedulings seemed awfully convenient. <laughs> hey, you know what would be cool? We haven't done we've never done Tuesday night football. Let's give that a shot. Let's give that a shot. There was one on Wednes. There was one on Wednesday. There was one every night of the week this year. They had a game. Yeah. They had a game all seven days because when they played on Christmas was Friday. It was so that was a Friday.
1: Game. I mean, if if the NFL really wanted to, they could have a full schedule with a game every night of the week and just slide it around so teams always had five or six days off or seven or eight. Right. That's and, and I, don't, yeah.
0: I don't understand the economics of it, but the idea they keep pushing for the seventeenth game when the thing that seems to make more sense is. Just add the second bye week, which they had one year.
1: Yeah. And then that, it. That,
0: that extends your season over the 18 weeks that you want. And with the extra bye, it would allow you to play games on, you know, weird nights of the week and then have those teams be on the bye the next week or the week before, however you need – I guess the week before. Then they have extra rest before the next one, and you're good to go. But they yep. always seem hell-bent on adding on every team getting one more game. Even though suppose, makes no sense. I suppose TV likes – you know, a, an extra week of full football, but so. right. they should put us in charge. Well, <laughs> I think we beat the crap out of that news. So I think
1: we did. Well, I, you know, I, you know, I enjoy your company. And if, if you think this podcast requires someone from the outside of the Cubs sphere to come <laughs> in and say, Hey, I haven't been watching, but boy, this sure looks bad. Uh, I can do that. We'll talk. Good. You know, I, I don't, We'll talk, and and to all of you who enjoy my presence, I can't imagine who you are. You know, we can figure some out, but uh, my days of doing this as a Cubs fan and Cubs carer are over. So, well, if there's there's
0: ever a week that David DeJesus isn't available, thank you, we'll have you fill in. Uh, But I can't be nearly
1: as handsome. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, just you got to master the stare at the camera and don't blink, and don't ever quite close your mouth all the way. (laughs) <laughs> i can do that last part i could definitely do that last part so i one of my so the first year i wrote for the athletic they uh i Sky got a point <laughs> yes yeah. actually they, my uh my archives have disappeared you can still find me article by article but it used to be you can there are still people who follow me you know you can do that right yeah. and i went to look for an article today and i clicked the ice follow me i clicked on it and you get nothing like oh, but I Google. I had to go search for it. I could find the stuff anyway. So, the first year I was writing for them, I got an email not from John Greenberg, from actually one of the two owners. I think it was Adam Hannah. One of the two
1: dudes. Yeah. One of the
0: two dudes saying, "Hey, uh, we want to do something uh, extra special for opening day. So, is there uh, like somebody you could interview or whatever? Basically, kind of, hey, can you do a better column than normal? <laughs> Without saying it,
1: no. So in that <laughs> column.
0: <laughs> I interviewed two people. I interviewed David DeJesus and Len Casper, and uh, it was like a big deal because DeJesus had just gotten the uh, pre and post game job, and he was okay. delightful. It I'm was sure. so much fun, and I thought he's going to be great. And then I started watching. I'm like, no, he's not going to be great. And then he just kind of disappeared.
1: So he's not on marquee, right? He they not they didn't, which is they amazing because over. they
0: have a rotating cast of a thousand duds. <laughs> right. he would they actually be, every... I mean most games their post game was Cole Wright Sean Marshall and Ryan Sweeney and you're like Sean Marshall
1: is guys, ever expanding forehead
0: it's like, what the fuck are we doing this is the, this is what we ended up with yeah.
1: and then occasionally Lou Panella, with drinking hand would chime no. in from
0: the garage no. <laughs> Lou once the pandemic hit Lou was like fuck this and he never <laughs> appeared again um <laughs> You did get Mark Grace broadcasting games from the bar in his house, which which seems so dangerous. And he only got, and he actually, he they they claim he didn't get suspended for uh, calling his ex-wife was it a nitwit, whatever it was, something like that. Yes, didn't actually get suspended. He just wasn't scheduled to be on for a while, and he did Diamondback games during that time. So (sighs) anyway, given their aptitude towards PR. I'm fully expecting the announcement, um, probably the beginning of February, that Tom Brenneman is the new play-by-play voice for Marquee.
1: I mean, it has to be, right? Yep.
0: That's the only that's the only way out of this. because yes, they love the awkward opening press conference, and nobody could deliver that better than <laughs> Tom Brenneman. Um, yeah, I...
1: I, oh, man. I mean, I I, I sort of wonder about their play-by-play search because these guys all know each other. Like, someone's going to say, like, oh, wow, like going to get offered, like, the Cubs job. Like, oh, wow, play-by-play guy, the Cubs job. That's, like, the third best,
0: third or fourth best job in baseball. And one of his friends is going to be like, yeah, you you don't want to go work there. You know what, though? I think because there's so few of those jobs that they would, even knowing that, they would still stiff-arm each other to get to it. I just have a feeling. I I, I, I mean, think Marquis will it, fuck it up by picking the wrong person. I don't think they will fuck it up because the caliber of people they could have picked from is not high enough. I just I just yeah, assume, I, given everything else, they will pick the most the most boring and ill prepared person.
1: Someone who doesn't have that job yes. but of, of people who have every day, like like if you wanted Don Orsillo from the Padres, who used to be the Red Sox
0: guy, they should have thrown him so he, in the he, trade. He, could he should have, been have thrown in the, him trade. the trade. Yep.
1: But, like he, like, he he, knows what it's like to have a flagship yeah. play-by-play job. Like He knows, he's a perfect, get, he knows right.
0: what it's like to get fired from one, too. So he's probably like, fuck, that. I'm not doing that. Fuck
1: well, that. yeah, he knows how, what it's like to get fired by people who don't know what they're doing. Yep. But if you went to him and be like, we're going to give it. It's unquestionable if the Cubs play-by-play jobs, a better job than the Padres play-by-play yes. job. It's a bigger job. Right. Even with but the he might think, think being a better team you know, this year. Even with the Padres being a better team. He might think, yeah, you know what? I've got a pretty good job. I don't want to go work for these dumbasses. Like someone like that. I mean, I don't, you know, throw a name out there, and like who's got a job? And it's just like, yeah, I don't know what I need to do. Like, go. Uh, not Joe Davis. He's the other guy. The guy from in Milwaukee who's really good. Who does the Fox stuff too. Well, Brian Anderson used uh, to do it. Brian Anderson. Why he'd be like, well, why do I want to work for these guys when I, when I got a job? Yeah. You know, but if you find someone who doesn't do baseball regularly at the moment, yeah, they'll leap at it because, you know, there's only, as you said, there's only 30 of these jobs.
0: What I think they'll have to do and what fits in with the way they program all their other shit is I think they'll pick somebody who has other gigs so that they have another. I I, th- I assume, you know, last year Chris Myers was going to do games when Len was doing Fox, and then Len didn't do uh-huh. Fox because of the pandemic. I have a feeling that whoever they get, and, you know, it could be a guy like Adam Amin, who is like, I got I got to do Fox football, and I've got all this Bull stuff. And they'll be uh-huh. like, that's fine. We got Chris Myers to, to do those days. Um, I I have a feeling they're going to end up with something like that, and I think they're going to like that because I think it really feels like Marquis is... Going to want to have like multiple play by play guys so that they yeah, don't have like what, the what, one guy who is, you know, becomes like the, I don't think they want a face of marquee. Well, like they want Ryan Dempster to be the face of marquee. Amazing. Well, well, that's what, that's what Yes does, or at least used to do.
1: I don't know how much, but like, you know, Michael yeah, K. Yeah, that ridiculous would, rotating did, group of eight people, right? Or whatever it is. Right. But Mark, you know, Michael K would do most of the games, but not all. Yep. And then they, you know, they had like two other guys who would come yeah. in, sort of circle in, and do it. And then, and then Paul O'Neill would be in there, just not shutting up. Um, it's funny that they're trying to put, you know, you see Paul O'Neill trying to package himself as this like amiable guy when anyone who played yeah. with him or against him was he the, was the
0: biggest asshole asshole in the world. He was the uh, uh, he was the Ron Santo of the nineties. <laughs> Right. <laughs> everybody was like, "Why? What? you everybody knew you were a dick." Oh, and look, I'm charming now Okay, fine. Whatever. Right. Okay, fine. But, and Paul O'Neill has both his feet, uh, as far yeah, as I know. And he used one to, to uh, try to get a guy out at first base once. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I mean that's
1: probably what they're going to do. I mean, if you find good people,
0: yeah, you can make it work.
1: You can make it work. I mean, I yes, don't man, have I any.
0: I don't have any confidence that Marquis can make it work. But no, can, I don't have in any. In theory, have, in theory, it works.
1: I don't think they have any idea what they're doing. I don't think anyone in in that organization has any idea what they're doing. No. It's just it's just so so dispiriting. So dispiriting. But whatever. You know. Hey, you know what, Cumbus fans, if you feel like giving up, I get it. In two years the fire are gonna sign Lionel Messi. So you can watch the fire <laughs> during the summer. They'll have Leo Messi
0: and everything will be fine. And, so there. He'll, and he'll tweak a hamstring and warm-ups. <laughs> <Right>. But you, <laughs> will have, you will have already oh. bought your tickets. You'll already buy your tickets. He'll play 10
1: games. He'll probably score 21, 21 goals, goals in those 10 games. But, yeah, he'll he'll keep getting hurt because he'll be 37 or whatever. But, hey, that's all you got to do, you know? like it, it, you, you can find other things to do. Chicago's a great summer town without baseball. And if you really need to go see baseball, go to the south side yeah, they're managed by a drunk and owned mm-hmm. by someone who thinks it's still 1987, but they'll be far more interesting to watch.
0: <sighs> yeah, that I won't be doing, but that's I appreciate. Well, it, you don't it. live here, so it doesn't matter. No, and if I did, I wouldn't do it anyway cuz It's not even that I don't like the White Sox. I just like I like to live in a world where they don't really exist cuz I just don't
1: That's live. fair. That's fair. I like going down there. I got buddies who are White Sox fans. Now, the final curtain between us, the, the, whatever shred of animosity we had because of that that's fallen. I can just go down to the south side and enjoy some baseball. That's what I'm going to do, if I have to have it. and I don't know that I have to have it.
0: Well, you'll find out in June or whenever they finally get to.
1: Why? Right. I mean, I mean that's assuming I'm going to be allowed in any ballpark, which is unlikely because you I'm because at of the back or just, of the line?
0: just because of you in general. you
1: mean both? Yeah. Both? I, they, 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 they combine. I mean, I'm at the. You know, we're at the back of the line for a vaccine, as we should be. So who knows when I'm actually gonna have it? Yeah, I
0: literally did that thing. There was, there was that New York Times interactive thing where you plugged in a few data points and it told you how many, what percentage of the country was in front of you for the vaccine. Ninety-six <laughs> percent of the country was in front of me for the vaccine. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds right. All right, fine. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm again, I'm not complaining about that. That's how it should be. But until I have the vaccine, well, I really thought, really thought they'd paying. let me go first. I really
1: thought. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, until I have it, I'm not really jonesing to be out and about, you know. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I it, it, baseball is, is almost a 2022 problem because, like, you're probably not going to be allowed to go to games. Maybe it'll be the, very hard to go to games this year. Maybe
0: the Cubs' strategy is that maybe they know the pandemic really going to be in full effect till 2026, and so right. the Darvish trade all of a sudden is the smartest trade. In baseball history. Look, yeah. they are all these guys are ready. It's amazing. They're
1: ready by the time we can have fans back. We sent
0: them to Lithuania for four years to play. And now here they are. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Sam. I appreciate the uh, jumping on at a moment's notice to... Uh, oh, no do, problem. Do, I'm on vacation do, this week, so I got nothing to do. The <laughs> garbage family that owns the Cubs. But. Indeed.
1: Well, we will talk soon regardless. And then uh, we'll see where the future of this goes.
0: All right. Well, until then, thanks. Have a happy new year. You too.
1: Many of us have herpes.